What's up, Schmack Talk? Welcome back. Um, if you tuned in last week, um, or yeah, two weeks ago, it was two weeks ago. If you tune in, if you tuned into that episode, <laughs> we kind of gave you a breakdown of um the future, um, as far as uh, well, we how everything could happen. be arranged, you yeah. know, what can possibly happen. Um, and before you know it, guess what? Season's here. Yep. We're here. We had we had what four college football games last week. We got a whole slate of them starting Thursday oh, yeah. night this week with our Buckeyes of the Ohio State University playing opening with conference play. Man, how do you feel about that? They're opening conference play on Saturday. I think it's ballsy. Um, I hate it. I hate it. I feel <laughs> like so. I was looking through week one this week, um, and okay. I was just like, okay, there's a couple teams that are. You know, like Michigan's playing uh, East Carolina, but but Harbaugh, Harbaugh's Jimmy, right? It's Jim. I always get them confused. Jim Har, yes, yeah, Jim. Jim. Jimmy is uh, suspended. So, mm-hmm. did you see what he announced for that? His no. His, I, in case you guys missed it, we are going on a rant. Like, dude, just take your four game suspension, right? Like, we just kept saying that, saying that, saying that. Um. He kept saying no, and then the university said, you know what, you're suspended for three games. Let's get this done with Because I think what they're trying to do is appease the NCAA and not have a full-blown investigation. Yeah. Because that's what the NCAA said oh, yeah. they were going to do. Um, But Harbaugh announced, so like, you know, when Urban Meyer was suspended for a couple of days, he was like, Ryan Day is the acting head coach. Boom. You know? So Harbaugh didn't go that, go that route, which... I guess I'm not surprised because the dude is unorthodox. Like yeah. he's weird as hundred percent. And I, so I should he, know he does this. everything the he does how he wants to. Yeah, like I don't know. It's his way. Or like, the highway there's kind of a thing. there's a Michigan fan at the school I work at, and one of my you know coworkers, and he was telling me. So he's a Michigan fan. He doesn't like Harbaugh. And he said he doesn't like Harbaugh because Harbaugh is weird. And I was like, well, yeah, but like elaborate elaborate on that. And he said, look it up. He was recruiting a kicker. And the story is that he went to the kid's house to recruit him, home visit, you know, all that stuff. Not new. Here's where it was weird. He stayed the night at the kid's house and slept in a sleeping bag in the kid's room. That's weird. (laughs) That's just odd. But anyway. Harbaugh, I guess he announced that for his three, yeah, for his three games that he suspended, they're all, they're all having a different head coach. So like the okay. OC is going to be the head coach for one game, the DC is going to be a head coach for another game, and then for I think actually for the second game of the season, if I saw it correctly, the halves have different head coaches. So like Mike Hart, the running back head coach, will be or the running back coach, sorry, will be the interim head coach for one of the halves of that game. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, I've never heard that before. All right. Just just how it sounds, it sounds like Harbaugh. It, it sounds like Michigan's testing the waters with Harbaugh. That sounds there. like Harbaugh's see, being Harbaugh. That's exactly see, who, what it sounds like. who would be, uh, you know, a better input? Instead of him, maybe if he, but I mean, he did have a good season last year, and I mean, it's they're playing pretty good. Do I think they'll go to the championship this year? Eh, probably not. Um, there's been a lot of speculation on that, um, depending on who you ask. 
Um, a lot of people think that they have a chance. Um, I don't know. With the first three games, um, or with the suspension with Harbaugh, I don't know how they'll play. But I think it's it's three gimme games. It's yeah. EC, ECU, Eastern Carolina, or sorry, East Carolina, not Easter, but East Carolina. If you sleep on them, if it was at ECU, I'd say if you sleep on them, there's a chance. Um, I think Michigan's going to win okay. that easy. Yeah. Uh, UNLV, Bowling Green. I mean, it, it is. They lucked out with who they're playing. They're not playing anybody this year. And, you know, like I'm not going to give them a bunch of crap because – when you look at Ohio State's non-conference schedule this year, they're not playing it. I mean, we're playing Youngstown State. Come on. So I think both of us have both, when I say as Ohio State and Michigan, this year, the first three, four games. Oh, I guess we do have Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot about that. But um, I, I feel like this is a year, like, for both teams where their non-conference games, other than the Notre Dame game, which, I don't know, we could talk about what we think is going to happen with that when it becomes that week. But I think for Michigan, you know, they have been scheduling other Power Five teams the last couple yep. of years, and this year just ended up they didn't have anything set up. Um, so they lucked out in that regard. But I did find it for you. Um, so it says defensive coordinator Jesse Minter will handle game day duties in the September second opener against East Carolina. The following week versus UNLV, the game will be split between special teams coordinator Jay Harbaugh for the first half and running backs coach Mike Hart in the second half. And then the offensive uh, coordinator, Sharon Moore, will handle the team's third and final non-conference against Bowling Green. That's still so strange. Like <laughs> It's so weird. I've never heard it before. Beam. And I would be I on know. your boat. I don't of, know. They're testing the waters. If... Jay Harbaugh was not one of the coaches doing it. Yeah. I think that's where I'm like, eh, no, it's Harbaugh being Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh being weird. That's all it is. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, point out the Michigan game. You really, you look at week one, it's a typical week one. I yeah. think we're all just happy that we're just I, happy that sports are back, right? You know, yeah. Like, sorry, honest. college football is back because there's no big game. Well, I mean, actually, okay. I, I would say this: Penn State, West Virginia. I think that's going to be a good game. I do think. I think it's going to be, be better game. than people think. Oh, we got Florida State and LSU. I didn't even know about that. Ah, I'm not doing my homework. I don't. I don't uh, know if that'll be. Ooh. Are you know. are you high on Florida State? I don't know. No. Florida State stock in my mind it just keeps rising. I don't know why. Maybe I just no. like it that somebody's saying like "f you" to the ACC. I think it's hilarious. Um. So you think LSU got that? I hate Brian Kelly. I, I think is. LSU has that. <laughs> really? In, in my mind. I wonder, is um, it out of okay. natural sight? But or is also, it... so you know how you feel like your stock for <laughs> um, uh, Florida State is like going up? Um, yeah. Me for LSU is like, oh, Dabo's still there. Um, and we're still, or not. Um, I was going to uh, say, Dabo's uh, in South unfortunately. <laughs> I got to deal with his ass and his cult like people. Like, Jesus I mean, um, uh, hey, speaking with, of that, it was like Coach O. Coach O? No, it's Brian Kelly. He left no. Notre Dame. Yes, he is. He is LSU's coach. No, before, before oh, Brian coach Kelly. O. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think about. Um, but like but prime Coach like O, when they're like back to back, like SEC champs, and I'm like, Okay, 
I don't know if they ever went back to back, but I would say LSU. LSU historically, I think I'd have to like actually look at the numbers. They're better than Florida, but I feel like when I think of LSU and Florida, I feel like they're a team where it's like they're competitive for a couple of years and then it's their year and yeah. then they're competitive for a couple of years. And then they're, you know, it's just like, you're always it's like random strikes uh, and LSU has kind of been hiding a little bit. So, I mean, I, I'm, I have, but like, do I want Brad Kelly to win that. though? So no, I don't want Brad Kelly. <laughs> exactly. 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 I want you the, know? I want the angry leprechaun to stay an angry little <laughs> leprechaun. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. I just, when you have a gut feeling about something, my gut feeling right now is Florida state's going to run the ACC. I don't know why I can't back it up with anything. No games have been played. That's just that's my feeling. I can right see now. it. I could see it. I mean, I just I watched a few games last year. They didn't really lose a lot of people, and they looked good in those games. And I just I don't know. And I think they're gonna play with a little chip on their shoulder because their athletic department has been chirping at the ACC so much. So it's like, hey, put up or shut up. Let's go. And I, like, oh, I, I okay, don't know. Sure. I don't know. I like it. I want that story. So and maybe also because I'm just done with Clemson. But speaking of Clemson. I would say they are week one is very similar for them as it is for Ohio state on the road against a inferior conference team, but a team that you can't overlook. Ohio state's got Indiana. Clemson has Duke. I feel like it is trap games. Both of these things. Okay. I'm, I'm listening. Um, Clemson. I'm sorry, but. Duke sometimes be nasty on the football field. Sometimes, like every once in a while, I think they're gonna. I think it's trap games, dude. I think trap they're gonna. One, this is bullshit. Trap games are supposed Clemson. to be week seven. And then I you think, think Duke's gonna stomp them. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Hey, okay. This, okay. This is a Monday night game. This Let, is a Labor let's Day clarify game. what, what stop. Uh, when I oh, say stop, I mean like game. fourteen points. You just you know, win the game. That's all it is, right? Duke yeah, is pretty not, much. Yeah. Duke's unranked. Clemson is number nine in the nation. So all you need is for Duke to win. You don't even need them to stomp them. That's you, true. One point, one point, one point, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a win's a win. I mean, I, mean, I, I definitely watch that Do you that think game. that Duke will upset just out of nowhere? Just like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, And then... Overlooks them? Okay. I definitely think that... Ohio State will beat Indiana, but it won't be a walk I, in the park. No, no, no. I I agree. It, it's I I would not be shocked if it was a seven point victory. Oh yeah, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't because it's just Indiana's one of those teams that we when always you play have them problems at, with them. Well, yeah, not only that, and but it's, it's always just, like it, it's not just Ohio State has problems. That's true. Michigan that's true, struggles that's true. at Indiana as well. Penn State struggles. It's you play at Indiana. It's like playing at freaking Purdue or Iowa. They're an inferior team. You know they're like you know you're better than them. But I mean, honestly, look at Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. What three places in the last decade have they all suffered upsets? Indiana, Purdue, and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like all three of it. It was like three years in a row at one point. Oh yeah, like, it's I, ridiculous. I don't know why they scheduled this early, but I hope that Indiana's still figuring out their stuff. Because if not, quarterback, then it will be. We're, we're gonna be in some. We're gonna be in some deep water. <laughs> you know, and, and this is what's crazy, and this goes not just for Ohio State; it's for every program. 
you know, you have turnover in all these positions, right? You know, we mm-hmm. were looking, we were looking at the roster, you know, off air earlier. There's a lot of changes uh, for Ohio State. A lot of guys coming back. We're, we're, you know, we like the front seven. So we were talking about Jack Sawyer, JTT, um, Caden Curry. I think he's going to be good. Uh, Kenyatta Jackson, I've heard really good things. Will Smith Jr. could play as a freshman. Uh, you got Michael Hall Jr., Ty Hamilton, Ty League Williams. Like, those guys in the front line and the linebackers we were talking about are loaded, right? But there's mm-hmm. turnover. Uh, there's a lot of change in the secondary, but we're not really worried about that. But it's so different when it's a quarterback, right? And it's just yeah. crazy. Like, you for, you forget how much changes. Like, we're going from C.J. Stroud. They did finally make an announcement. It is Kyle McCord, but they said Devin Brown will play. So it's not fully Kyle McCord's le- uh, yet. And I want to get your opinion on the whole two-quarterback system in a second. But it's got a bone to pick. It's, it's so crazy to think about how much the offense can change with the quarterback turnover. And I always I, – I know the quarterback is, like, the most important position. I get it. But it's just crazy to, like, think about, like, you have turnover in so many – other important positions but that one always determines how your team actually plays and i always find it interesting but speaking of that two quarterbacks how do you feel about that um so i will say i'm not the biggest fan fair i don't like it um just because (laughs) it's one of those things where in my mind your quarterback is like center command essentially for Mm -hmm the 11 on offense and it, on it defense too, coach, you know, coach on the field. Kind of That's too, what they're supposed to be like, okay. Yeah. Not too much to the defense, but you know, but the they're def- seen as a leader. They're seen yeah. as a leader in the yeah. locker room. Yeah. So it's like, if you have two, you kind of get a, Oh, I'm on this guy's side. Oh, I'm on this guy's I, side. Yes, that's I prefer when I he throws feel. because he hits me here, or when he throws, I, I know I can have a little leeway mm-hmm. in my timing. You have your like preferences. That. You have your preferences, and sometimes some receivers work better with others. Uh, same for tight ends and running backs. I also want to point out piggyback, piggybacking off that. I think you can make the two quarterback system work in regards to if they have different playing styles, but then it also becomes. Yes too predictable mm-hmm. because think back to when Michigan, this is a great example. I always come back to this when Michigan had um, Robinson and Richardson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they would go back and forth, back and forth one. I mean, I remember sitting in the stands at an Ohio state Michigan game and realizing, Oh, when that quarterback's in, it's always a pass. Mm-hmm. But when that quarterback's in, it's always a run, whether it's a reverse, whether it's an option, or if it's just a QB sneak, it was always a run. Yeah. And so you become predictable because they become really good on that specific thing. And that's what I always try to avoid. I guess I really like dual threats more than I thought. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I think maybe CJ Stroud made me realize that. Um, I hope he does fantastic yeah. in the NFL. I don't know. We'll see. I'll be rooting for him, but. I I don't know. I, I agree with you. I feel like it does divide the offense more than one thinks. Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off what you had to say with the whole um like it's two different styles mm-hmm. essentially. Um like one quarterback might play better at a faster pace. Like they're just like gung yeah, ho, hurry up offense, yeah, more go, hurry go, up, go, go. you know. Mm-hmm. And then another one might be more 
I, hey, we're going to take our time. We're going to use the whole uh, clock. It's pro, pro style, yeah, stereotypical. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, I, I could see well, yeah. like, one being more of a gun back and the other one being more under center. I could see something like that. But both mm-hmm. quarterbacks don't seem like, oh, one's more of a pro style. One's more of a, um, yeah. a gun like more of an option player. I don't know. Guns just yeah, more. I, I don't think either one were mind. dual threats. I don't think either one were dual threats coming out of high school. No. I think they were both technically pocket passers. They're both athletic. We've seen yeah. that in the past. Um, but it is like I like how you pointed out the whole one guy might like have a hurry up and just like they're amped up and they're like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. And that's just how they are. Um, and the other one could be more like laid back. That's fine. I think either one, both are effective. But what it does is it changes and messes with the offensive mojo, right? The offensive mm-hmm. rhythm. Because either as an offense, you're we're just going to go, 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 go until we tire them out. Now, and we're not going to give them a break to sub. We're just going to boom, 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 boom. It's like, okay, we only gained two yards. Guess what? We're going to smack you in the mouth again. Okay, now we got five. Okay, boom. Now we got 16. Like, it just goes, goes, goes. And the other one is more methodical. We're going to pick you apart. doesn't really matter. You can sub all you want. We're still going to pick your ass apart. And when you change that on the fly so much, your offense, I think it really affects your offensive line more than anything else. Yeah. Because they don't have a rhythm at that point. Mm-hmm. One thing that I thought of that could be actually be an advantage just okay. in the scenario at Ohio State where both There's are – no tape on either one of them. Is what was that? Is it? There's no tape on either one of them. That's true. But I mean, <laughs> uh, the if they're both in theory pocket passers with mm-hmm. the athleticism that we've seen, you could in theory run like a almost like a shift in hockey. First shift, second okay. shift, do that. Okay. And just run like a hurry up. Well, it does always have the fresh legs on the field, you know, especially if like, you know, hey, the quarterback just ran it for 80 yards. Dude's huffing. I mean, granted, you know, I don't know why they would need to come out, you know, just finish up the momentum, you know, but I don't know. I I like what you're saying, but it's also like it's got to be executed to perfection. You know? Yes, and perfection in that sense is not ever going to be yeah uh, attainable. But in addition to that, it's the whole uh, – for me, it's a little bit of you don't have a true captain, you know, mm-hmm. um, for the ship. Like, you, you just don't. And then in addition to that, it's like, okay, well, how how short is your leash for McCord? Like, when does he get pulled and Brown go in? When does Brown get pulled and McCord go back in? and it it'll be interesting um because i also think it's it's hard for you then to bench somebody yeah if you just keep going back and forth because like oh you're not really going to get benched because once he messes up you're just going to go back in Uh, and it makes me think back to the 15 season with ohio state where they had cardell jones just you know had a crazy postseason run (laughs) against wisconsin alabama and oregon helped lead Ohio State to the national championship. JT Barrett, who got you there, you know, he got you where you need to be. Uh, he's coming back. And so, like, Urban tried to play both of them. And a team that had almost everybody coming back from the national championship team 
fell short and didn't get into the playoffs. And I think that's one of the biggest what if teams in college football history, because just like, you know, because the Florida documentary just came out on Netflix and I did watch all four episodes on that. How was I it? highly recommend it. It was I'm pretty good. Out. Um, did it talk I about the it. cases? It no. <laughs> I, I keep much, seeing all the not, TikToks not about it, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, not a, the, it, it just kind of glanced over like the whole like, hey, they got in trouble a lot. It didn't really go into detail. Um, okay. It was more of, it was more of the like culture, like what Urban Meyer tried to like instill there, and then how it was good but also bad, um, because it wasn't sustainable from year to year. But it like Florida probably should have won, 08 and 09. Like those seasons, like they, like they won 06, right? They beat the crap out of Ohio State, and then Ohio State got back into it in 07 and lost to LSU. But 08, that Florida team was loaded. They won it. They deserved it. They probably should have won again in 09. Mm -hmm. So just like that, like Ohio State should have won it. They won it in 14. They should have won it in 15. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no doubt in my mind. They should have won back to back seasons. Um, but they didn't. And I really. Oh, that's never gonna happen, dude. <laughs> it's, never, it's never gonna happen. Um, but I think the reason why Ohio State did not win that year is because of the dual quarterback, the two quarterback system going back and forth. And so I am worried about that. Hopefully, you know, maybe in the first three games, especially against Notre Dame, if Kyle McCord balls mm-hmm. out, then you just let, give him the keys and let him go. You know, yeah. like, hey, let's just take it. Let's take this ride. So. Um, I do see this as a trap game, though. I think Ohio State's going to struggle more than people think. And it really comes down to just the quarterback. Because think about mm-hmm. all the weapons they're returning. Right? Like, like they're returning Buddy. so much. Buddy. And it's they're replacing a bunch of guys on the offensive line. Those guys are going to struggle the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Okay? Especially opening Big Ten play. You have no... Um, and you're not you're at home. home. And you're in... Yeah, you're on the road. Big you're Ten, in a hostile environment. Big school. Now, I will say this. I'm glad this game is happening before the Notre Dame game happens in, I believe, week four. Yeah. Because you're at Notre Dame this year. So I do like this little warm-up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They definitely will need that because if you're just playing kind of at home, you get a little comfortable. Like there's always the at home and the away percentage. Like these teams can win at home. These teams can't win on Mm -hmm. the road. And once you go to like Notre Dame and you're playing there, like it's kind of, it's very intimidating. It's hostile, dude. Yeah. I mean, looking at, I just pulled up their schedule. I mean, you, you start at Indiana, so that's a good wake-up call. And I don't see them losing. If they do lose, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It sucks. But, like, come on, we know Indiana is not going to win out. We yeah. also know that Indiana is not going to end with one loss in the in the conference. So we're fine there. Um, but then, so, like, you have a wake-up call, right? And then you got Youngstown State and Western Kentucky both at home. So then you iron things out and mm-hmm. get ready to go to South Bend against Notre Dame. But then, you know, what sucks is week five is your bye week. Mm-hmm. You play four games, then you have a bye week, and then you're hosting Maryland at Purdue, hosting Penn State at Wisconsin, hosting Rutgers – or no, sorry, oh at God. Rutgers, hosting Michigan State, hosting Minnesota at Michigan. I mean, this season, buddy, this is a wake-up <laughs> call for uh, – not just, like, the players. This is a wake-up call for, like, Ryan Day as well and the coaching staff of, like, you have a tough eight games. 
I don't know. Are you like, have a tough eight games. I feel like this how everything was scheduled it could have been better as far as like playing wise. Yeah, but one team always gets screwed over. Yeah. It just happened to be our yeah. time. Yeah. But I mean, it's a you go from you're gonna play in an emotional battle at Notre Dame. And then you have okay, a week take off. a bye week. I don't even want that bye week that early. Yeah. It is what it is. Maryland's gonna come in giving you everything you got. You know Purdue's gonna like do some sort of like spell to try to like you know they're gonna sell <laughs> their soul to the devil to try to help. And then Penn State's coming in. I think this might be Penn State's year, dude. Penn State is looking good. And then you go to Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And Fickle's and just going to be like, oh, hey, Ryan Day. Yeah, I know your playbook. Yeah, Thanks, that's my the boy. big thing is Fickle. <laughs> Fickle is now instilling. Like, you're playing a Wisconsin team that has, you know, the toughness that Wisconsin always has, but now it has the fire that Fickle had at Ohio State and Cincinnati. So, like, oh, boy. you're going to play a team that is still old school, but is also somewhat new school like you. So I'm excited to see what Wisconsin does this year. Because right now it would be a three versus 19. I think it's going to be a top 10 matchup. So you got two top 10 matchups back to back with Penn State and Wisconsin. Okay, you go to Rutgers, whatever. That's basically a bye week. I mean, and then hosting Michigan State with your gray out. Hopefully Michigan State's ranked. I think they will be mm-hmm. at that point. But then it's also, okay, you turn around, you host Minnesota. Minnesota's no slouch. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, I don't know how they'll be this year, but they're yeah. not going to be a pushover. And then you go to the big house. So, and guess what? The uh, Penn State and Wisconsin games are both to be determined for time, as well as the Purdue. You know, Purdue and Wisconsin are going to make those night games. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be night games. Like, come on. How would you not put them night games? Why would you not make them a night game? Get that stands packed crowded and just completely intimidate ohio state and then upset with the new quarterback and then you know what's gonna happen riots in the street baby (laughs) but i mean we'll dive in more to ohio state each um each week just because you you guys know we love ohio state um i think they do have a dub this year but looking at this first week uh what of the top 25 teams the ap poll what teams do you think should be on upset alert? Oh, buddy. Um, so, Other than Clemson. You already told us Clemson is on upset I, alert. <laughs> all right. So as far as week one goes, I don't really see that many upsets happening. Um, Texas a, A&M. Who? who are they <laughs> they're playing New Mexico. Never mind. Oh, I just don't like A&M. Um, there's really not many that you could say are going to get upset. You know what game I'm watching, though? Which one? I'm watching TCU Colorado, because I want to see what prime time has done in Colorado already. I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued. I mean, like, I guess technically, like, I don't know. There's not a lot. I think the Florida-Utah is going to be good. I think Florida's better than their unranked. Like, I I think they're better than what people think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Utah is just a wild card for me. So, like, because they're good. I don't want to like slouch on them. Um, I'm not completely sold on Notre Dame or USC after watching their games 
um, partially because they didn't play anybody. But again, I'm not worried about this week because again, they're not playing anybody. Yeah. But hey, I mean, I don't know if you watched the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame game at all last week. I did. Yeah, that was, 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 that was a waste yeah. of three hours. I'll tell you what. I was literally like, wow, this could have been so much better. I could have done I something really else. I really thought Navy would at least score like seven something in the second half, something. But, you know, I, I guess it just wasn't their day. Um, I think really the only game that has a chance for a possible upset actually is going to be Ohio State, Indiana. Possible. I think that would be your best bet. I mean, look yeah. at this because a and got it's New a Mexico. pretty a lot. Ooh, of... What about what about UNC and uh, South Carolina? Ooh. I forget about that game in Charlotte. You got the Gamecocks versus the Tar Heels. Technically, Cox. Cox by ninety, baby. South Carolina is <laughs> not ranked. UNC is, so that's technically an upset. I think that you should tune into that game. Oh yeah, and I think we're almost out of time. So tune in next week, kids. We'll review this stuff. All right. Hopefully we're not crying.